0: Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We're your host Derek and Sassy, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, Professor Oak is unable to join us because he got sick from the Force perspective on Route 6. This is one, again, Oak, your excuses, and that's what they are, obviously, because you don't love us and you can't stand us, (laughs) we're just excuses, but they've been much more either legitimate or well thought out so far this season, we will give you that. It's uh, not quite as insulting.
1: They were really going downhill in uh, season five back yes. when we were in UNOVA. I don't know, maybe he just hates America, but
0: <laughs> It was insulting. <laughs> all of before. these
1: complaints so far have been legitimate. So yeah. I you feel you. For I now, don't get Oak. that I don't get that much motion sickness, but when I do, woof, done so.
0: Yeah, so you you get a pass for now, Oak, but that that's all you're getting. Now <laughs> Um We're gonna do a quick team check-in. Last we left our trainers, the just overwhelming Lumio City with everything going on there after meeting a number of interesting characters. And we have a lot more interesting characters to come. Uh, let's check out, at this point, Ophio's got a whole rounded out squad. So how is Ophio's little snake army doing for this week's uh, adventure?
1: Ophio's snake army is falling behind a little bit. In her defense, there was not a ton of playtime time. Um, or sorry, adventuring time in our last episode. It was mostly just in and around Lumio City, so yeah. Um, she did sneak in a little bit of training, but um, not a whole lot. So she has uh, Snakey, her servine, at level 17, Danger Noodle, the Ekans, at level 16, Rock Snake, the Onyx, at level 14, Athena, the Milotic, at level 13. Steve, the Tynamo at level 14, and Teeny the Dratini, at level 13. So, already, as predicted, that separation of levels between uh, Snaky and Danger Noodle is starting to, to become apparent.
0: It is... I just... Danger Noodle makes me happy every time. I think Danger Noodle <laughs> is just the... Regardless of what happens, either if, if Danger Noodle ever gets replaced or anything, you just need to make sure at some point there's always a Danger Noodle. Even if it's like a Danger Noodle Junior... No.
1: There's no way. There's no way. How Danger is so iconic? How are you going to replace that? No.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> that is that is the truth. It is. It very much is an icon, and yeah, you can't have a snake team without snake literally spelled backwards as part of the squad.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Now for Boo <laughs> Squad, again, not quite as numerous, but we still got still got a little squad forming here. Uh, got Swiper the Brakeson. I think I'm saying Brakeson right at level 18. I think so. Sounds close enough heimlich the Vivian or the Vivamon, as we call it at level 16 <laughs> and then bugs bunny the bundle at level 12 all of the the scariest horror icons ever the insect rabbit you got the 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 uh what's when you eat uh when you eat people uh what are those called Carn- cannibal cannibal i almost said carnivorous that's a like cannibalistic <laughs> uh butterfly and then you got swiper no swiping just horror icons up and down the list now Getting- I know
1: you probably want to get into the show, Derek, but I'm yeah. so invested in this team. It's just full of all of my favorites. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know thoughts and feelings. One, do we love Breaks in and her little wand? Also, yes, I'll be using she/her pronouns. I don't care what gender your Breaks in is, but it's clearly femme. So
0: yeah, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very good point. Um, but Swiper, a hey, Swiper's got a little sass. A little sass going on so i think it's uh the vibes fit between Brakes and its wiper for sure i think they are for sure it's what makes it such a terrifying member of the team um now moving on to we got route five and versant road i think it's versant is kind of the next place once we escape Lumio city forever hopefully yes please um <laughs> but as soon as we step on a route five we're pre- approached by a friendly and mildly terrifying lucario uh, just, like, running all up in your face. It's, like, a, that's one of those Pokemon that you don't want to see. It's it, it feels like it could beat your ass if it wanted to. It's not like having a... Oh,
1: yeah. Lucario, hold on. We got to yeah. fact check this right now. Lucario okay. is 3 foot 11. So, like, the size of a slightly large child. But also is a dog, but also is a human. Like, child dog human running up to you in the middle of the road with like spikes on it no thanks hard pass like this was i was not into this
0: (laughs) i honestly think mildly terrifying is putting it nice yeah it is it is something that's gonna catch you off guard like that's that's a lot i just i'm I'm with you but the worst thing is there's two of them because after a second lucario's trainer catches up on roller skates and is basically like ooh this lucario likes your aura which is like the same thing people would like when somebody's like oh my dog doesn't bite it's just friendly like no this thing wanted to beat our ass that's exactly what it was it doesn't yeah. like our aura not buying it for a second so get that no out it here.
1: sensed weakness See? that yes. was the aura it sensed yes
0: it sensed fear <laughs> it sensed weakness and i didn't like any of that now she uh the trainer introduces herself as corinna or Karina. how i say corinna yeah, okay there's cool. two ends. That's, yeah. That's, Thank you. I got-
1: Assuming we're not totally spelling your name wrong, like whichever one of the um, gym leaders in Unova, I think we called him Chris, and his name was Chris, and I might just be typing her name wrong, but I say <laughs> Corinna. It's
0: close <laughs> enough. So we got Corinna over here. Um, and, yeah, she's a gym leader over in Shalor City, and she's just off. She's like, likes your vibes, definitely wasn't about to kick your ass, go skate away. So that's a fun thing. Um,
1: and that's why you keep your dogs on leashes, people I yes. will go to the grave on that one
0: Probably a good idea Especially when they can ha- actually punch as well um, Now, <laughs> elsewhere on Route 5 There's a really nice skate park Where you can practice your sick roller skating moves um, And it leads to a TM So it's like you get rewarded for doing all your like uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater moves On the random things they have going on
1: Oh my gosh, I think there's a documentary on that Actually
0: Like, on the making
1: of that game with uh, Tony Hawk, Um, which I I really want to watch. But, um, no, I have to say the TM that's, like, in and amongst the skate park uh, is TM01, Hone Claws. Yes. And I think I've said this before in terms of um, knowing when you're an adult in the Pokemon world. And now that I'm 30, obviously I'm just like magically full of wisdom of being an adult in the Pokemon world. The first sign that you're becoming an adult is you're find a new appreciation for bug Pokemon. I think we can all agree that that's the first sign. The second sign is when you actually start to get excited about stat affecting moves. Like, Hone Claws is a mad, mad dope move. Like, it increases your attack and your speed. So, like, not only can I hit harder, but, oh, wait, I'm also faster than you. Absolutely nuts. Like, you, like, throw off one or two of those at the beginning of a battle if you're planning, like, to run through a gym leader or something. It's game over. Game over. Such a good move.
0: I, so I am definitely of the, like, I have the same Pokemon mindset in my own personal belief as I did when I was, like, seven. Where it's just like attack at tag <laughs> if it's not like something that's actually. So you're not well,
1: you have an appreciation for bug types, right?
0: Yes, I do like bugs.
1: So you're you're starting to maybe make that evolution towards a more mature opinion of Pokemon, but not quite.
0: May, that might yeah, maybe. That that might be a strong. One we should day. see.
1: Wait, cause now we're on the three D S. We should see if we can battle. I don't remember if the oh gosh, don't do that. internet system I don't know. Still works I don't want
0: to subject myself to that again. (laughs) I've had enough. We're moving on. Okay, elsewhere. um, We find Tierno and Trevor. Uh, Tierno just wants to dance. I don't know why he's on this. Like, just send this man to a dance competition and let him live his life. Um, They're arguing. I like to think that...
1: Sorry, I'm just going to keep interrupting you all. Oh, you're good. I like to think that Tierno is just like... Like, our trainers are experiencing this journey and this adventure, you know, through the eyes of the traditionalist in terms of, like, going on a Pokemon journey. I like to think that Tierno is experiencing, like, main character syndrome of a parallel narrative of, like, uh, (laughs) a save the last dance, like, kind of deal of, like, he's just out here trying to, like, you know, get his get his moves on i want to like, see he's like i don't know why all of your priorities are so messed up like you should just want to dance
0: <laughs> i literally just want to see like the alternate like 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 you said like the side movie i want to see the spin-off of just dance battles with tierno and that's how he solves everything because honestly i think that's what he wishes he was doing because when we look at this you know there's a battle going on and tierno uh challenges both um, Ophio and Boo two battles to prove that he can enjoy training a dance troupe. I, something about, the and the moral of the story is he can't train Pokemon, and I'm hoping that every time he loses to both Ophio and Boo, he has this realization of, like, look, I'm just meant to be a dancer, and that's no, fine. I don't that's think fine.
1: that's what the moral of the story is.
0: Oh, <laughs> what, what, what did you take away from it? I thought he just needed to quit.
1: I mean, i don't... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, okay... Maybe, maybe. I'll asterisk your understanding. We find prior to Tierno, you know, challenging our trainers to a battle. We actually come up on him and Trevor in a little bit of an argument. Like those two seem to be a little bit better friends, whereas like our trainers seem to be a little bit better friends with like Shauna, Serena, and Calum. But like they're all still a big group of friends. But clearly, like Tierno and Trevor have this like really close friends to lovers relationship. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Mm. Um. And so they're in this argument where Trevor is basically telling Tierno, like, you need to get your shit together. Like, we're on this Pokemon journey. Like, why can't you focus? Why can't you, like, prioritize? And Tierno's like, I'm out here following the same theme situation as Ophio and Boo. Like, they're training horror icons and snake Pokemon. I'm training dancing Pokemon. And, like we can learn sick dance moves while also like being on this pokemon journey like the two are not mutually exclusive and that's why he pulls our trainers in where he's like look a theming team like it works so like
0: oh the fact that he
1: lost i don't think necessarily like disputed the point he was trying to make now that being said i'll asterisk the point that you thought he was trying to make because like you don't have to please trevor tierno like if you just if you just want to dance Or if you'd want to dance and you want to be a Pokemon trainer, like, that's fine. Like, live your best life. But, like, don't do this just because you think it'll make Trevor happy. The end.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Fine. Your way maybe makes a little bit more sense. But I still like the idea that he just needs to have the realization that he's a dancer and all of this has been a mistake. He's going down the wrong path and he'll wake up one day and regret everything. Um, But on that note. Okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Uh, afterwards uh, Trevor explains horde encounters Uh, we haven't really talked about it much but randomly a bunch of Pokemon will pop up uh, at every time Boo just looks around and is like why would I get (laughs) ambushed and runs away I don't think he's ever actually attempted to fight any of these hordes of angry Pokemon just has kind of been minding his own business but there are horde encounters um, and you get attacked by five Pokemon which are typically weaker the weaker Pokemon will typically uh, walk around in packs to have more strength and be able to defend themselves um but mm-hmm. it's just like yeah it feels like an unfair fight also you have to like resist the urge to just start especially when they're like little if the, the vibe i get of a of a horde encounter is like when you're ambushed by a bunch of small children
1: what how often does this happen to you that it you're doesn't ambushed by small it children? doesn't because they know okay. better because they
0: know those little motherfuckers <laughs> will get punted to the moon just, oh my God. just like uh it's like have you ever seen like a uh, you line up, like, soccer balls, and you just, like, kick them all. It's just, like, bop, 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 bop. And it's just nope, just nope, flying in no, all directions. Good. Um,
1: all right, This is good. Uh,
0: Horde encounters. Oh but, God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on a positive note, there can sometimes also be a rare Pokemon who sneaks into the horde with four different ones. This is not something that Boo has experienced. I haven't seen it personally, but I'll keep an eye out for it.
1: Um the interesting thing about the horde encounters is that they can be actually a little bit tricky so when trevor was explaining this to Ophio, he gives um uh, or he gave her at least and i'm sure he gave uh boo as well some wild honey where like hey if you spread this honey the chance of pokemon encounters become you know more likely and along with that horde encounters become more likely And she's like great i've got three to four low level pokemon on my team i will put them up against five even lower level pokemon and then you know i'll get a whole hit of like low experience points that i'll add up to you know one decent amount of experience mm-hmm. but that didn't necessarily always work out in Ophio's favor because most of her pokemon at this point being so low leveled um You know, it's one versus five, and so she has a Pokemon, or she's got moves that really only affect one Pokemon at a time. So it'll take her five turns for her one Pokemon, even if it's a one-hit KO every single time, to pick off all five of those Pokemon. Meanwhile, all five or four or three of them are, like, continuously ganging up on her one. Mm. So it actually was not always so much a cakewalk as Trevor maybe made it sound, but... Um, most of the time it is, but just wanted to caveat that a little bit.
0: Well, no, I appreciate it. Cause yeah, having witnessed none of them myself, it is useful information that, uh, <laughs> that is needed. Now <laughs> moving, um, I guess past the horde encounters, Trevor also does give us some honey, which will make, uh, wild encounters and horde encounters more likely. Now, why would someone do this? That is the question. That's like walking into a forest and deciding <sighs> to actually coach yourself in, in honey or some sort of like bear, uh, uh, attracting thing and be like, this is a good idea. Um,
1: Bacon fat? Yeah, I
0: just, I I appreciate where your head's at, Trevor. I don't. Maybe, you know, if Tierno wants to have, like, a dance battle, maybe he needs to attract, like, a dance crew. And maybe, like, Horde Pokemon are more likely to want to form a dance crew together. So that could be useful for him.
1: Yeah, see, I will, I, I understand your analogy. And I'll maybe use a different one to help you understand the allure of Honey, which is, what if you put catnip all over yourself and then walked into an Eevee shelter and then you were just swarmed by Eevees? Like, that sounds wonderful. You'd want that, right? That sounds, see, yeah. that
0: sounds a lot better. <laughs> when I, we were running around out there, wasn't it like, I can't even remember what we were being swarmed by, but they were not as adorable as Eevees.
1: Yeah. So, you just gotta, imagine, something that you really want, then it's fine. Imagine being <laughs>
0: swarmed by Caterpie after all we've talked about with the Caterpie murders. Like, It's basically death, like you're signing your death warrant.
1: Oh, yeah, and, like, breaking all of your bones and limbs. Yeah, no, hard pass, absolutely not. Can't trust them. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: Got to watch out, (laughs) Caterpie. It's not a game out there. They look adorable, they seem harmless, but they are savage killers. Now, um, we also find berries on trees, Um, and you can get one a day, so that's exciting. I don't think I've ever... (laughs) I'm just like...
1: Like bushes, and you can get like three to five, depending on like how brave you're willing to be to like stick your hand in a bush. But now they're on like big trees, and they're too tall, and everyone except me is short. So like you gotta wait to see, you know, is one gonna fall on the ground or something. So, so I know not to put you on blast, Eric. No,
0: it's fine. <laughs> it's like I know that Boo has no interest in berries. They kind of just gather, snack on them every once in a while. But um, I, we'll, we'll get into more because there's a berry. Thing that's gonna be coming up in a little bit that we'll talk more about, and I'll let my thoughts on berries be yes. known. So <laughs> now moving on from you know, group encounters, dance troops, and berries, we can get to Camp Friel. Uh as it's as it's not it said. Campfire. Not Campfire. Um <laughs> either way, it's however you want to pronounce it. Potato, potato, you know, same thing. It's it's all the it's all the same. So Campfire Town. Um it's a little bit more run down than what we've seen. Still a charming place though. It's not like abandoned. It's not as bare as some of the other cities we've been to.
1: Like it it's clear that there's not a continual stream like of money and tourism dollars flowing into the area for upkeep, but like they're trying their best, right? Like they're not letting anything fall apart. Like there aren't cobblestones missing from the street or anything. Like, you know, it's it's yeah, not quite as glitzy as what we've seen before, but I'm still I'm still about it.
0: Yeah, it's not the worst, but uh, something that is the worst. No, I'm kidding. Um, One of the houses that we go to, um, we meet this guy named Cassius, uh, who happens to be one of Bill's friends, who set up and operates the Pokemon PC system in Kalos. And there's something really interesting about Cassius, um, and we have an exclusive scoop on this with Field Coast correspondent Gabby. So Gabby, take it away and let's learn a little bit more about this mysterious figure. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show.
1: Hi there, folks. Field correspondent Gabby here with the I guess franchiser of the PC system, Cassius in Camp Friar Town. It's so good to have you here with us today.
0: Very, very clefairy, clefairy.
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to be talking about the fairy type today. Actually. I know that that's probably super interesting to you as the PC researcher in this region, but, um, actually, I think our listeners might be a little bit more interested in hearing about some of the franchising information. So, um, I know that you had a personal relationship with Bill that kind of got you, you know, out here in Kalos, uh, running the system. So, I'd love to start at the beginning. Um, tell our listeners, how did you first meet Bill?
0: Fairy. Clefairy, Clefairy, Fairy, Clefairy, Clefairy. <clears throat> Fairy, Clefairy. Fairy, Clefairy, Fairy, Fairy, Clefairy, Clefairy,
1: Clefairy. Okay. <clears throat> fairy, Clefairy.
0: Yeah, yep. Fairy, Clefairy, Clefairy.
1: Am I being punked? No? No, this... Okay. Um <clears throat> um well um tell us why why did Bill want to expand the PC system to Kalos?
0: Very very clafairy 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 for fairy for fairy clafairy clafairy fairy very 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 clafairy
1: Are you yeah this is okay um okay. This is all coming at me with a straight face. Um so I guess I'll ask, uh what what challenges have there been in expansion?
0: Uh uh fairy Clefairy Clefairy Fairy Clefairy Fairy Clefairy Clefairy mm, Fairy Fairy Clefairy Clefairy.
1: All right, you know, I've just got one hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to allegations that Bill turned you from a Pokemon into a human?
0: Fairy? Clefairy.
1: Now back to our show. Uh,
0: Okay, um
1: up on anything being weird when we met him it seemed
0: so normal i mean honestly i can't even tell what what is off i don't know we're just gonna have to have Mm -hmm. someone with more critical uh, evaluation skills than us look into it because i can't (laughs) i can't tell something was off but i can't put can't quite put my finger on it now um going (laughs) over to the pokemon center uh, is the official kalos name raider so name raiders are great because they have objectively terrible opinions but they will allow you to change the nicknames of your Pokemon but through this, like, magic. It's almost like that Men in Black tool where you, like, flash it and then they forget things. So that way, when you call your Pokemon by a new name, they actually respond to it. Because, you know, if you call Danger Noodle and just start calling him, like, Frankie out of nowhere, he's not going to know you're talking to him. <laughs> but through the name Raider, allow you to do so.
1: Here's my hot take, Derek, that's on a completely unrelated topic. One, never seen the Men in Black movies. Two, Whoa. worst right at Universal.
0: Wow, double hot take, really? Worse than, like... Double
1: hot take.
0: Worse than, like, the... What's the worst ride at Universal? Um.
1: Oh, no, you're right. The Kong ride is the worst. It's not worse than Kong. No, actually, I take that back. Mm. For personal reasons, it's actually really hard to pick between Kong and Fast and the Furious, but they're definitely both the worst. And then men in black so wow. fair all right fair fair you were right fair only third worst <laughs> a
0: hot take well obviously you're just a men in black hater you haven't seen the movies you have no appreciation for the ride it's a classic you don't
1: i'm just really really bad at the ride <laughs> so so obviously i hate it because i can't be bad at anything did you
0: like boycott the movie because of the fact that you were bad at the ride and was just like this is just what we're doing now
1: No, my family just didn't. I'm sure you've never gathered this. I didn't grow up watching a lot of movies, and even now I'm not really a movie person. I'm definitely more of a TV show person, so, like, I've just never sat down. Mm. Like, there's some cultural touchstone movies that I have felt compelled to watch. Jurassic Park was one of them where I'd, like, never seen it, and then I watched the original, and that's the only one I've ever seen anyway, but, um... Yeah, just not really a big movie person and can't really be convinced to watch any of them. Um, I've never seen Borat, so...
0: That I don't believe. You keep saying it, but I, I just, I don't, <laughs> don't believe it. I feel like that's... I've
1: only been saying it for, like, woof, mm, 10 years, Derek.
0: <laughs> I still don't believe it. Well, uh, I think the first viewing, the first time you ever view Borat with with Dre and I will be a formative experience. Um
1: i don't even think i can at this point like i was saying to ryan like i it for the bit i can't watch it ever (laughs) (laughs) i gotta commit to the bit sprint out
0: of the room oh my gosh that is (laughs) all right so um enough with names and things um there's also a hotel in town now i've noticed there's a theme with these hotels um we'll get to that in a second but one they're always surprisingly empty like
1: Well, we just said there's clearly not a lot of tourism happening. Yeah, but
0: even in other hotel, we'll get to it more, but typically there's always, like, there's only, like, three rooms. It's, like, hotels with three rooms you'd think would constantly be booked, but almost every time there's at least a completely empty room, so that's a little strange. Um, There is a trainer.
1: Definitely not ghosts.
0: Ooh, are they all haunted? What if they're all... Well, well I think one of them is haunted because there's a hotel we'll get to at some point where there is, like, a very obvious ghost maid that's just hanging out there that is, like, clearly I'm a ghost. So, we'll get to that. There. We'll get to that later. <laughs> now, um, in the lobby, there's a trainer that gives out full heels. So, always people just generous. You just talk to people. that just give you stuff. People just let you walk into their houses. It's The poke world is a very very uh, friendly place. but. In a few of the rooms, there's our second floor. On the second floor, there are guests. But one of them that's the most interesting is Mr. Bonding, who seems to stay at every oh – Look, Hot Take, I think he's like reverse stalking us um, because it feels like he's just at – whatever we end up, he's just magically already in a hotel there. And then after he talks with us, he's like, oh, here, child, here's an O-Power, which is weird enough. And then, bam, disappears, and then we go to another town. He's just there. This is the second time we've ran into him in a hotel that he's just, like, ahead of us. So.
1: This is the first time we've run into him. This is
0: definitely the second. Is this the first?
1: No. Yeah. I thought. We ran into him again in Sillage City.
0: And then again later. I, th- I think
1: this is the first time. Yeah.
0: Well, my conspiracy will stand true in the future. Then where's the first time we it saw him It's definitely.
1: Okay. This is the first time. That's what I'm saying. Oh,
0: I thought we saw him elsewhere. This was the first time in a hotel.
1: No, I think oh, I think this is the first time ever. Um, let me ask. Cuz I
0: thought we went on a rant last episode Google. about No, O-powers. that was
1: me telling you. Oh, that was me telling you about okay. it cuz I thought we were going to get to this part. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, I just remember the O power thing and I was like, "Well, that's
1: Oh, well, technically Hold on. Oh, technically, we meet him first in the gatehouse to Route Four out of Lumio City. Yes, which okay. is where we would have gone. I didn't talk to him there. Oh, so. <laughs> oops. Okay, so it is the it is the second time. Okay, I just thank you. About
0: I was about to say because yeah, well, he wasn't a hotel the first time, but we did see him. But he also it was the same deal where he was like where we were going. You know, this is this is the second time yes. where he is where we're going. I'm looking out for you, Mister. Handing out O powers to children. We're gonna have a serious conversation at some point now
1: yeah first of all he clearly didn't explain well because i still had to explain it to you again oh and yeah then, i still don't know what is second of all like what a fucking creep no i'm not i know it is not an original take it's not a new hot take i think he's creep so yeah, yeah. stranger danger very much
0: here very much now um in another house getting out of this weird probably haunted hotel uh, in another house in town Um, If we show an old man the type of Pokemon that he wants to see, he'll actually give out a gift of his choice of some sort of basic berry. That seemed like a lot of work for a berry. Again, Boo and I are not really—we don't really care about berries, so going out of our way to catch, it's a lot of things for just a berry. Um, His granddaughter will give uh, Chocolate that heals 20, so that's cool. I didn't know Pokemon meet. i just assumed Chocolate was, like, any sort of, like, pet slash animal companion. It was was toxic to them, so I was not expecting— Pokemon to be able to eat chocolate.
1: Well, chocolate's not toxic to humans, so, like, clearly there's some animals it's not toxic to.
0: <sighs> yeah, but, like, I just assume that every, like, non human animal can't have chocolate.
1: You know, cats also can't have onion and garlic.
0: Yes. Because, like, that's why I have to make the most, like, the boring unseasoned chicken if I want to share with, uh, with Barkevius, and it's always like, mm so sad cuz like yeah. i want to share like taste of, <laughs> like it's just like it's always interesting with like and i want i would love to know how like cuz like pokemon love uh like rare candies and like poke treats which are obviously like ground up pokemon so like they must have the weirdest obviously. they must have the weirdest taste buds ever to just love like ground up friends it's a lot going on there um before we get too much i
1: mean like again we ground meat so like
0: <laughs> not the point not the point. I guess it's true. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I guess it's true. I mean, look,
1: I'm not vegan, so I'm I'm not out here trying to trying to argue, but.
0: <laughs> Watch out! If you say anything, what's the uh, what's the Pokemon version of peta?
1: I mean, probably people for the ethical treatment of Pokemon. So petep.
0: Petep. Petep. <laughs> you gotta. you gotta watch out because if not pet up is gonna break down your door i'm just gonna be like see behind you just like pet up just come like barreling in like i don't know what they use as that door right there there,
1: just and that's a closet so that'd be really scary (laughs) they've
0: been waiting they've been listening all right that's gonna do it for campfire town or sort of because (laughs) shabano castle is also kind of in this area and it's just like this big ass castle mostly empty Um, and apparently the family that was there had just given most of their possessions away and kind of just gave everything away. Um, we, we get inside, we do find Shauna that she's investigating mega evolution more, trying to figure out what exactly it is. Um, but the caretaker of the castle has no idea what she's talking about. And this is a common theme that we're going to see is nobody knows what the fuck mega evolutions are, which kind of makes sense when the professor who is the professed expert on them also has no idea what the fuck they are. So... Right, yeah.
1: like, why are we talking to people instead of, like, reading books or something? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't I, I don't understand it. I really don't. It just seems, like, a little... It seems strange that... Uh, this
1: is basically, like, me walking up to someone on the street and being like, hey, tell me everything you know about Zebra Muscles. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like we're
0: asking the most random people, and every time someone gives us allegiance, like, this person might know, you talk to them, and they're, like, literally, like... I make pizzas. What are you talking about? Or like, I literally don't, like, I've never seen a Pokemon before. What's a mega evolution? We're asking, like.
1: Like, here's the thing. Derek, you're a scientist. Derek, what do you know about zebra mussels? Which is something that I'm very familiar with. Tell me right now. What do you know?
0: I know that they are mussels. They have stripes. They're invasive. Um, And they're dangerous.
1: (laughs) Are you assuming that they're invasive? Because that's what I study. (laughs) Yes. Yes. See, this is basically what Professor Sycamore is doing is like, hey, this one person has like maybe some tangential connection to this topic that we're talking about. So why don't you go talk to them and see if they know anything? And they're like, my thing that I know about is like vastly, wildly different than what you're asking me about. It's just,
0: it is just so random, especially like for a person like, it's Sycamore, right? Is the, yeah, for a person like Sycamore Mm -hmm. to be the expert. Not only does he not know, but he also doesn't give us any direction. So we're literally to the point of we are just asking strangers. We just walked up in an empty-ass castle <laughs> and asked a stranger about this very specific thing that apparently no one knows about. So it feels it feels desperate, to, to put it nicely. Now, since there are literally no leads and literally nothing better to do, like, at this point, we're just going to invite ourselves along because, fuck it, what are we going to find out? Like, we have no leads. We don't know where to go. We're kind of just wandering aimlessly at this point. So we get inside Shauna again. This is the hopeless chase trying to find out stuff about Mega Evolution. We basically just barge into the conversation, uh, and some man comes rushing in from Route 7, asking the caretaker for help with an issue there. Honestly, this caretaker is clearly going to be more help for whatever's going on over there than anything about Mega Evolution. That man had no idea what it, what it was, not even a little bit. So we don't know what we're doing with Mega Evolution. Nobody's helping us, so why don't we just invite ourselves along for the journey, and maybe something exciting will happen, at least... We can maybe find an adventure of some sort. I don't know. Anything's better than just this yeah. like hopeless, endless chase of nothing.
1: Also, like, at what point did finding out information about Mega Evolution suddenly subsume our desires to track Pokemon journeys? Because our trainers haven't seen the inside of a gym in a while. So let's go solve this problem on Route 7, I guess.
0: Yeah, let's... Can't get any more... It can't get any more confusing or more hopeless, so might as well just go to Route 7. Um, so, Route 7 slash, oh gosh, Riviera Walk? Riviera. 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 Riviera Walk. We'll call it Riviera Walk. Um,
1: That's patently wrong, but go for it. Oh, yeah.
0: It's, it's you don't
1: pronounce the last E. Riviera. Oh, no,
0: but Riviera is a place in Florida. That's why I was, again, a joke that like oh. three and a half people understand.
1: Uh, yeah i didn't even get that (laughs) no
0: never mind okay so immediately on the southern portion of route seven we find the berry fields and a hundred percent when i first was like looking at the outline i skipped the the and read it as (laughs) berry fields and i was like who the fuck is (laughs) berry fields because like i don't remember meeting berry whoever the fuck this berry is (laughs) needs to tell me what he wants now we go to berry fields um at the entrance there's this man and his daughter basically like we need to help like I've never, imagine just like driving past a farm and people like sprint out in the middle of the road and they're like, fuck you, help us plant things. Like, that's essentially the equivalent of what's happening here. I don't know why they thought that like- It
1: really is. We walked in and I was like, "This is, this is, this is a vineyard. Like, this is for alcohol. This is for wine. Like, yes. I don't know why you want to put child labor to work here." I,
0: I don't understand it. Not even, like, even remotely, don't understand it. It's ridiculous. And this is just like, why do we need to help? So, obviously, look, the man had a very like unhinged look in his eyes. I was afraid to say no. His daughter was there. <laughs> I didn't want to get buried with the berries, if you know what I mean. Because,
1: I do know what you mean i mean i was subtle with that there's a lot of well because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with berries here in Kalos. so um yeah we agreed as well mostly because i'm into the wine situation um and the old man gave us some orange berries and Pecha berries to plant um but this is it's wildly different than how berries are cultivated elsewhere so this berry field is the only place in Kalos where you can plant berries. So it's a little bit of an improvement from Unova where you couldn't grow berries anywhere, but most of Kalos is basically the same way. It's, it's protected. You can't just, like, plant random shit on the side of the road. Um, new-ish, berries will sometimes mutate if different types are grown near each other. Specific berries can cross-pollinate, mm-hmm. um, so that'll result in rare berries. Not new ones, but berries that you can't really find Um, in many places. Um, and then also new is, like, we're going full farm simulator here, like Derek said. Berries need to be weeded and defended against pests, so you gotta come and like, battle bug Pokemon, because obviously we're, like, not using pesticides because we're organic or some shit like that. Um, and, uh, to your point about being buried with the berries, unwanted berries can be turned into mulch that you can then apply... At the base of other berry trees um, to improve the growth of those plants. So. so this
0: is definitely just like.
1: I I got very into the technical aspect. I do. I mean, I'm not as much on gardening like now. Like I, I do a farm share instead. But like I've, I've got myself a little bit of a green thumb, Derek.
0: So I have a real theory now. You know how I've gotten. <laughs> I've made points before that berries are part of like some illegal trade. And that there's some sketchy stuff yes. going on.
1: Particularly in Unova, yeah. Yes.
0: Well, I think this is just... These farms that they grow the berries on out in the public are... Because if you notice when you get there, there's a bunch of holes in the ground already. There's a mulch machine. I think this is where they bring the bodies. I think they grind them up, throw them into berry holes, and then that's what they do. Because only, like, maybe because I've started, like, binge-watching Narcos. So, might be, like, 50% of the reason why I'm <laughs> thinking this. But the other 50% is just sound logic. Because... Yeah, I think this is what their whole plan was. I think they were coming for us. I do
1: think bones would maybe be a problem. That's a lot of calcium leaching out. But otherwise, I mean, I feel like, you know, Mm. it's not a horrible plan.
0: I mean, it'll be fine. Calcium will just – it gives plants strong bones. Isn't that what it does? The berries get strong bones? (laughs) I think that's how it works, right? Okay. Um, So we do agree because we're afraid to get murdered and thrown in a hole. So we don't want to do that. So... um, We did, I will say me and Boo did like plant a bunch of berries, water them, and then like sprinted the fuck away. We wanted nothing to do with that. We also like didn't want to like not do anything because then we figured we'd just be hunted down. Um and we didn't want to end up with the berries. So we were just like, look, do the bare minimum, sprint away. We're never coming back here. Um we gave them fake names. Um
1: So that's why it was still barren when we got
0: there. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yes, yeah. Boo was just like, Hi, my name is Bartholomew. I'm from uh, Kanto. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Scyther. And then I was like, yo, I'm uh, Hank. Uh-uh. <laughs> and, uh, Hanky! I'm Hanky, and uh, I got to go. And so that was, that was the extent of it. I told him I worked for uh, – I was part of the, the radio station in uh, Unova. So if there's a Hanky in Unova, I am so sorry. They're coming for you. Please hide. Um, now, further on Route 7 – we find the source of anxiety for this the man and the whole issue that we saw in Shabano Castle. Um, and it's a sleepy Snorlax that's blocking the way. Um, I think that Snorlax is out there. If you all are listening to me, you clearly love sleeping. If you Nobody cares that you you could literally sleep all day. Literally, just don't fall asleep on very small pathways, and you will never be disturbed. It seems like a very consistent. So theme. true, fam. Like how mm-hmm. maybe there's something about it. Maybe they like the attention. Maybe they just really like the sound of poke flutes, and this is like no one will play a flute for us unless we just block their entire way. But uh, yeah, this seems like a, a cons- consistent, a weirdly consistent theme. This is like one of those things that you think would happen once, ever. Not once every few months.
1: Well, I think this is only, like, the third time it's happened, right? It happened twice in Kanto, and now this is the third time. It's like that of Phineas and Ferb, the Dr. Doofenshmirtz, who's like, if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have, well, now, three nickels, which isn't a lot, but (laughs) it's weird that it's happened three times.
0: (laughs) One hundred, like, one thousand percent, that's exactly what it is. So it's just like... Uh, I just
1: so maybe it's not that prevalent of an issue compared to like maybe what we expect.
0: Yeah, I just uh, maybe not, but it's again weird enough. But fun thing is, nobody shocking news nobody just happens to have a poke flute on them. And the caretaker lets us know that the estate used to have a poke flute, but it's now all the way over in Parfum Palace. Parfum Palace.
1: Parfum.
0: Parfum. I would think. Yeah. Parfy P. And now, for a quick word from our sponsors.
1: This week on The Bachelorette, Lumio City, we bid farewell to Mr. Bonding. I appreciate your kindness, empathy, and willingness to share. But your general vibe is just too creepy, and honestly, I wouldn't really trust you around my kids. And a new suitor emerges to steal Grace's heart. Monsieur Froufrou, the Parfum Palace is simply divine. What a perfect place for a surprise candlelit dinner date. And fireworks? For me? This is amazing. What will happen next week? Be sure to tune into KBS, Kalos Broadcasting Station, to find out. Now back to our show.
0: So, moving on from Route 7, we're basically just, there's like a little fork in the road. We're going over to Route 6 now into Palais Lane. These, look, this whole, this whole region. Palais. I don't like how they pronounce words. Play, I'm just going to go out and say it. Palay?
1: Palay? No, it'd be Palay if it was the two dots over the I, so I think Palay. Palay
0: Lane? Palay Lane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> route play six. Palay Lane. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> just breaks off a of Route seven over to Parfey P. Pete. Um, it's a pretty short route. It's a bunch of trees, <laughs> long grass with, like, this weird, like, covering that you're walking down. Again, with weird, like, there's something that warps your perspective, oh don't come anywhere near this or you'll be sick again and we'll have to skip yet another week which obviously we can't have that this
1: is where he was sick
0: <laughs> oh well then don't come back to here at this point i've lost track of how many first perspective <laughs> things there are i don't know if it's like you know uh like hallucinogenic drugs shot out in random spots but there have been way too many damn times i've been walking around this continent and all of a sudden everything well, okay
1: I think this one, like, there, this was on the main path leading to Parfum Palace, and there were a few trainers on the path, but otherwise, like, Ophio, at least, was very much like, I have my mission, I'm looking dead ahead, like, I am not going to be distracted, like, we're moving forward, and we gotta help this Dorlax. So, hmm. I think that was, that was sort of the situation for her, at least. Uh,
0: I got you. okay, okay. Well, that's fine, that makes sense. Now, um... I'm not a, it's there's a lot of grass everywhere so I know Boo and I actually did go explore because as you walk down the path you can not kind of loop back thankfully there's a lot of areas to walk where you can avoid the tall grass because at this point it feels mm-hmm. like in um Kalos more than any other place Pokemon are so much more aggressive it feels like you take one step into grass and you're being attacked like there's no like it felt like in the past you can kind of walk through grass and then every once in a while like bam random encounter bam here it feels like half yeah. a step and it's there so like at all costs, we were trying to avoid the grass. And there's some cool items and stuff to to pick up if you if you decide to to venture around over there. Um, there's also a few trainers there, and at this point, the trainers uh, aren't really much of a challenge. Like they're kind of just there. There's a couple battles. Um, And it looks like you mentioned that Ophio was much more focused on getting that Snorlax out of the way. Yeah, no. Uh, Boo and I were taking the the, the, the scenic route. We were kind of just taking our time, posed for <laughs> some pictures, ventured around the grass. So uh, maybe we're the assholes. But anyway, regardless of how we got there, whether we took our time and were inconsiderate <laughs> or we rushed to Togo help a Snorlax, eventually you get to Parfie P. Um, and there's photo spots and it's very scenic and all these types of things just fill the photographer there that's ready for pictures if you want them this is quite the tourist attraction it seems like um and if as if it wasn't enough of like a middle finger of like look how rich and annoying we are they charge you a thousand poke dollars just to walk in so it's like oh
1: there's a little bit of a let them eat cake vibe about this place
0: (laughs) wait what is that i excuse my clear stupidity but what does that mean
1: Oh, my gosh, Derek. Let them eat cake is a famous quote from Marie Antoinette when, like, being asked what to do about the plight of the poor people in France. Uh And, like, she's, you know, surrounded by cakes because she's super rich and she's the queen of France. So she says, let them eat cake, because obviously everyone has cake just like she does. And Parfum Palace is based on the Palace of Versailles, which is outside of Paris, which is where Marie Antoinette like, that was her primary residence, amongst other, like, nobility of France. Um, but she actually built, like, a self-sustaining village in the grounds of Versailles because she, like, thought it was a novel. Like, it was a novelty to have, like, people, you know, like, at a shop or something and go shopping.
0: So or go to a bakery. Not the same Versailles <laughs> and Little Havana.
1: Sadly, no.
0: Okay. Okay, just, just wanted Sadly, to check. Sadly, no. Just, just,
1: the original one, which is definitely the worst one, for sure.
0: Okay, just just wanted to check. I, just, <laughs> I get them mixed up sometimes. I thought maybe that the Queen of France ruled from does. Little Havana. Yeah. It could have happened. You never know. She's just like, my amulet, I don't know. Now, we enter with Shauna and find the palace's owner frantic about his lost fur fruit. um just like, i'm gonna bear like i just get right this man's a douche i don't like him now shauna obviously
1: huge dick shauna yeah. just is all about helping and not in a good way <laughs>
0: <laughs> not in the good way now shauna is all about wanting to help let me and boo kind of exchange looks and we're like honestly like we love animals we love pokemon so fruit, we want to help the fruit. we want this man to just disappear somehow um we should send him to the berry farm berry field there they could take care of him or a little if he's bit of uh, labor, yeah. Or with him being <laughs> ri- this rich, I'm assuming he's in charge of the illegal berry trade, so he might just be the one that's sending people to the berry far- berry fields himself.
1: Oh, yeah, because there is a weird relationship between him and the Shabino Castle dude, See? which is right outside the berry fields.
0: It's all coming together. We're
1: connections here.
0: Con- <laughs> lines being connected now. Um, now, uh, the courtyard has a bunch of different hedge mazes, and this is off where Furfru is, Um I did not realize they were shaped like Pokemon. That is something that you've just broken some news to me. I just saw a bunch of mazy hedges that we had to run around on.
1: Well, so weirdly, only three of them are shaped like Pokemon. I personally, Sessie, I've been to Parfum Palace a few times, so I kind of, like, I knew sort of the lay of the land. So I didn't really explore a lot we didn't explore a lot inside the building. Again, like I said, Ophio was, like, laser-focused on helping that Snorlax. so I don't know if there's anything interesting in there worth mentioning, but, um, yeah, there are three hedge mazes out in the back gardens. One is shaped like a Solrock, one is shaped like a Chandelure, and one is shaped like a Pyroar, which is, like, a very weird choice of Pokemon, but, like, not mad about it, I think. I have followed trainers who've used... At least soul Rock and Chandelure, not not a Pyroar, mm. but um, maybe in the future.
0: Potentially, I don't know. But I did not even notice that I was very, uh, I, I didn't want. I felt very uncomfortable there. I was just trying to get in and get out. So I was like, I know Boo, Fair. we were on a mission. We we're like sprinting to find this thing. Did not even notice. Look at that, the, the pretty the pretty hedges. I did not did not even notice that. Now, um, <laughs> within these mazes though, I did go ahead and find Cut. This is a weird place to find it feels like this is a very like out of the way place for such a crucial thing to be sitting but someone just left cut in the middle of a maze so that's exciting um
1: again very mary antoinette though like oh this super rare like wildly important item like meh whatever like i dropped in the guardian <laughs> throw it oops
0: off, throw it off to the side who needs it um now we <laughs> did kind of like collab with shauna and I, we all worked together to basically like chase this fruit. and you could tell this fruit is like so sick of this dude shit as well because like just running away like this man is awful why are you making me spend any more time and then eventually we're able to corner the furfrew and then the owner comes rushing over to claim furfrew and thank us uh and invites us to some sort of celebratory firework show um and yeah and then shauna does kind of well i'll let you take this part because she kind of makes things awkward
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if this was also true of Boo, and I was going to ask, but Shauna, again, she's closer in age to Boo, whereas Serena and Callum are closer in age to Ophio. Mm. Shauna was definitely hitting on Ophio during this fireworks show, just telling her how great she was and how thankful she was to like be around her and be in her life and how she always wanted them to like be together. And I was like, also there, also asshole dude is there with his fur fruit and he and I were just like "Mm, we're gonna pretend we didn't hear anything
0: (laughs) yes yeah it was a a wee bit awkward did
1: you get that vibe too yes
0: 100% and it was very yeah I was more like a I don't I'm gonna walk away now I don't wanna I don't wanna be here anymore um
1: although kudos to Shana just like
0: taking shots
1: sliding into DMs yep taking shots going up to bat doing what she can
0: (laughs) taking all the shots now After the show, Shauna does ask the uh, owner about the poke flute, basically describing the situation, and he instructs the palace's butler to give it to us. So, he has a butler. That should say all we need to know. Um,
1: Yeah, like, he himself can't actually bring himself to give this to us. He has to instruct his butler to give it to us. Or, more correctly, us to go talk to the butler and explain our problem a second time.
0: So, thank you, rich douchey man. Um, on that note, before I say anything that the Barry Cartel will find out about and come find me, it's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, next week we're gonna get into back into Route Seven, connecting Cave, Route Eight, and Ambrett Town. Uh, but for now, this has been Pokemon Ready with your host Derek and Cessie and Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Ceci, hit him with the social media.
1: If you are on Instagram or Twitter, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please leave us a rating or review there. And please subscribe or follow um, the show on whatever platform you listen on.
0: This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you.